Welcome to this podcast from Mess to Miracle. Christianity plays a huge role in the fabric of our lives. To be honest, life is messy. Yet in the midst of the mess, God still uses us. The fact that God does is a miracle. This podcast is designed to inspire you in your walk with God and connect you with people and ministries that could be a blessing in your life. You will hear inspiring stories of believers exercising their faith to create miracles in their community. Welcome to From Mess to Miracle. My guest today is Antoine Frazier. Tony is a United States Army veteran. He spent 20 years in the Army. He just recently graduated from Indiana Wesleyan University with a bachelor's degree in criminal justice and a minor in biblical studies. He's married with three kids and lives in Anaheim, California. He has overcome all the negative stereotypes, not just from society, but also from his own family, who thought he would grow up and be in jail. He spent 20 plus years in the military and is starting his own sports barrel clothing line while finishing his degree and gearing up for go to law school. One of his core beliefs is that all you need is someone to believe in you. We're so thankful to have Tony on our show today. How you doing, Tony? I'm doing good. How are you doing, sir? Good. It's good to have you on. Uh, thank you. It's my pleasure to be on. So I'm going to give you an easy question to kind of ease you into this because sometimes it gets, it'll get harder as we go along, but this is a simple one. So what's the best advice you ever received? Um, best advice I've, I've received, I would say was to uh, always go with my gut. Okay. And uh, back in the days, I always had the tendency to um, uh, second guess myself or what I was doing. And so, and if I always hold my gut, I will be all right. But sometimes I always, that little voice at the back of my head, it's like, are you sure this is the right move? Are you sure this is the right thing? So it's always like, trust your gut and just don't, don't second guess yourself. Just, you know, either you're going to make a mistake or you're not going to make a mistake. Either way, you're going to learn if you just trust your gut. Sure. And who gave you that advice? countless people over the years uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, majority of the time i always heard it was within the military always trust your gut always trust always trust your instinct oh okay so that's where i uh i try to do right now because it was funny because i was just helping my, i was sitting with my daughter and she was doing her homework and um she had the right answer so i threw a monkey wrench and it's like are you sure it's not this one and then she started changing. Now that's what I tell her. So always go with your first instinct. Don't listen to what, he, what I'm saying. Go with your first instinct. Yeah, that's good. So tell us something about yourself that maybe nobody else really knows. Not a lot of people know that I've, uh, um, I was in group homes and foster homes. And that's where I got a lot of my life lessons at. That's where people start believing in me and start seeing potential in me. And that's where what they see today comes from the group home and foster foster care system that I was in. 
Yeah, I just did a, a podcast on the foster care system, and people have told me that uh, it's a very tough system to be in because you don't have the kind of support. So I'm glad you found in that system uh, support for you. Yes, I had. And then it was funny because two of the people that uh, encouraged me, uh, one of the ladies, she was a founder of, of a group home, and then she was in the British Air Force, so she had an influence on my life. And then one of the people on the that sat on the board of the, the group home, he was a retired general. So it's like, you know, th- those who had a major influence. So that was one of the reasons why I did go in the military. Wow, that's amazing. So you, you mentioned in, in your bio a little bit that you had to overcome negative stereotypes in your life. So how did you do that? Tell us kind of what led you to overcome those stereotypes. I had to just be myself. I couldn't. For a while, uh, I was portraying pretty much what my family wanted me to be. Like, if I was the bad guy, I'll portray the bad guy. And I, it took me a while to get out that thing say, I'm not what they say I am. I'm who I am. And it, it you know, again, going back to group home, foster home, talking to therapists, it's like I had something in me like all that potential that just wanted to come out. But at the same time I was suppressing it. And so that I had to overcome my own negative thinking in the way I was taught. And then just seeing um, the culture I grew up in and the neighborhood I grew up in, I had to overcome all that. I can, you know, my thing was uh, not to be the stereotype, not to be the statistic, you know, it's like I have a choice. And I think that's where, if you want to overcome the stereotype, you have to understand you have a choice in life. You know, it's your choice. Nobody else can make that choice for you. You can't blame someone for something. If something goes wrong, you made the choice. And I think that's, that's the lesson I have to overcome to overcome the stereotype because growing up, what I saw was, um, my mom, she was, she was an alcoholic. She took, she did drugs. And then I would see her getting beat by her boyfriend. So at a young age, I it was already in my head that, okay, I'm not doing drugs. I'm not going to be an alcoholic and I'm not going to put my hands on any female in that. And to this day, that's kind of the way I kept it. That's the way I keep my life. Even like talking with my son, I tell him like, as a man, we don't put our hands on female. And it, it could have been easily for me to, to do what I saw, but I chose not to. I didn't want to, that's not the route I wanted to go down. You know, I, so many people have that, that inflection point in their life where you may not have grown up in the best situation, but you have to decide, make a choice. What kind of person will you be? So were there influences in your life who maybe steered you away from that lifestyle and the choices you made? Yeah. Cause what, well, my mom was doing all that. She was always in and out in jail. So when she was out in and out of jail, it was uh, my great grandparents. They, you know, they kind of helped raise me, my brother, and my sister. So that that was a major influence. And then my great grandfather, he was adamant about certain things, like five o'clock or six o'clock on Saturday mornings. Me and my brother got up. He took us with him to work. We worked with him, and then he's like. Uh, for me, he instilled that stuff into me, like sports. So, like, he would bring bring home equipment, have me try more, and then that's how I got into sports. It's like, you know, 
stay out of trouble. You're in organized sports. You know, you're part of something. And I can't even say enough about my great grandparents because you know they they've had a major influence of all my life, and they were they were there when I you know me and my brother, and my sister needed them the most, and they they have helped us even to this day. Like when I get stuck, I'll say, okay, what will my great what will my grandparents say to me right now? What you know, what advice would they give me? It's important to have those those voices in your head that kind of keep you in a positive, on a straight and narrow. Yes. So one of the, you know, mentors are a key part of our lives because they do have major impacts on us. If you were going to look for a mentor or be a mentor for a young man like yourself, what are some of the key things a mentor needs to do in a young person's life? They have to, uh, I feel they have to be able to listen because listening is the, the best part of communication. If you can listen to what someone's telling you, then you know how to respond. And I think uh, compassion too, you gotta have, you know, you gotta show the other person that you care. And I think that, you know, you, it, what I see in today's society is there's not enough people who care about each other. We might say we care, but then the difference is we have to show it in action. I think being compassionate and showing your compassion is goes a long way. At least people know you care, and that you're willing to help them. That you want to help them, and like you're not well, you're not looking for anything in return. And then you know, if I had a a third thing, I say it has to be integrity. Always, you know, integrity goes a long way. And I think as we get older and as different generations come. We're losing that part, that that integrity part, and I think that needs to come back in. Because integrity, you know, if you have integrity, it goes a long way to who you are, to who your character is, and how people view you. Sure. You know, one of the things I noticed in your bio, you talked about you want to help people find their their God given potential and unlock that. How do you do that for people, helping them unlock what God has placed inside of them? <laughs> uh, I think the first thing I do is um, you got to strip away all the negativity that they've been into. You got to strip away all the negative thoughts they have in their mind. And I think uh, what people need to understand is too many people right now are being the tails and God wants us, God has ordained us to be the head and people don't understand that. Like you have a purpose, you know, God didn't put you on this, this earth just to walk around, just, the work in nine to five, you have a purpose in this life and you need to figure it out. And, you know, sometimes people don't figure it out or they don't want to figure it out. Cause it goes back to what I said earlier. It's like, you don't listen to your gut. Your gut's always going to lead you in the right direction, but too many people are second guessing themselves. And when they second guess themselves, they second guess themselves out of the purpose and they're not using the talent gift the way they should. You know, it's interesting when you talk about using their gifts, a lot of people, and you came out of a background that wasn't ideal, sometimes people use their past as an excuse not to achieve what God has in mind for them. How do you get around that excuse of, well, I came from a, a bad neighborhood or I didn't have the best parents? And they say, so I really can't be anything in life. I have to kind of live with the faith that I've been dealt. What do you say to that that individual? <laughs> I tell them... Um... It's funny because I just had a con I had a conversation about this with someone, 
And I told him, uh, you need to rebuke the devil, rebuke that lie. That's like there's there's nothing in your past that would ever that there's nothing in your past where God's not gonna stop loving you. You know, what you went through in your past is gonna set you up. And that's what you you need to if you're gonna look at your past, that's fine. I can't stop you from that. But if you look from look at your past, look at where God held you and God, you know, guided you. And look at okay, what lessons was I supposed to learn? Because sometimes I'll, I'll sit here and reflect, and I'm like, okay, I did this, this, and this. Now at an older age, I'm starting to see like, wait, now I see what God was doing in those that part of my life. Now I understand it. You know, um, sometimes, you know, the reality is like I would love to help everybody out and help everybody. Like, okay. Let's not focus on your past, but that's the problem is too many people dwell on it and they would rather live in the pity party instead of knowing that there's, there's something more for them. And some, some people want help and some people don't want help. And I think the, the thing is like our, our goal is to find the people who are seeking the help and then, you know, start planting the seed and then, you know, God will bring someone else to them to water it and then it's like a cycle stay with us we'll be right back and now a word from one of our sponsors for freedom mobile if you're using at&t verizon or t-mobile then you're being tracked mobile providers collect your location communications internet internet activity even your financial transaction they sell that data to anyone willing to pay for it and provide it to the government without a warrant switch to for freedom mobile and you won't ever have to worry about Big Tech or Big Brother tracking you through your mobile phone again. For Freedom Mobile provides secure, unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data for just $29.99 a month, and it includes free internet roaming in over 200 countries. Sign up for the service by visiting forfreedommobile.com and using the promo code BRIDGEBUILDERS to get your first month for only $9.99. See forfreedommobile.com for details, just like the number four, Freedom Mobile, but that pity party feels so good though <laughs> if i can bring somebody along with me <laughs> yeah those say misery loves company nothing i tell people like uh it's, it, it's funny because i have a friend and um i make sure i text i text this person like once a week just to see how they're all right and they're like uh because they're They've been suicidal, but the last, I'll say the last month, person has been responding to scriptures and everything. Now they're like, uh, thank you. That's what I needed. And it's funny because when we talk, it's like this person's going through the same thing I went through with my family. And I was like, I said, they might be blood, but sometimes, you know, that's not your family. If they're making, if they're putting these, if they're saying things to you and putting these thoughts in your head, that's not, I said, that's not the people you need around you. And I was like, family could be toxic just like anybody else. And sometimes you just need to cut that umbilical cord. You, you know, right. you know, you said something I think really critical there. Sometimes the things that happen to our past allow us to have empathy for people who are going through similar situations. Because yes. if people know that you understand what they're going through, you have a better understanding of kind of some of the, some of the things they need to do to change the direction of their life. Yes. I think, uh, 
it's funny because I relate to a lot. I it, I don't want to say relate, but I feel yeah, I'll say I relate. I relate to people more that I went to similar situations than me because I know what I've done and I can give them advice. And I think that that always helps me because sometimes, um, like, for example, being in church, I, I was at a church, uh, it was years ago, and I couldn't relate to the pastor. So it's like, I'm in church, I can't relate to the pastor, I'm not getting fed. You know, in the church I'm at now, it's like, I understand what the pastor is going through because I grew up without a dad and he talks about his struggle of not growing up without a dad. So it's kind of like there's that common bond right there. So I think, you know, sometimes when you have that common bond, your experience can help someone else, pull someone else out of the darkness. Exactly. We're going to take a short break and I'm going to introduce, uh, like to kind of highlight a ministry that I've been part of and been actually been interviewed for on their podcast. And I want to kind of share with my audience a little bit of their, a clip of what they're doing right now. Hello, this is Kay Meyer of Family Shield. I want to invite you and your family to take a family prayer walk. As you walk, thank God for your blessings. Talk about a problem you're struggling with or pray for someone who needs to know Christ. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in their midst. Learn more at www.familyshieldministries.com. We're back again with uh, Anton, and we're just talking about mentors and the power of that. So I'd like to get my, like to get my audience some action items. And if you could give people some things that would have the greatest impact on young people's lives, what would you tell them to do? Guide them. Uh, mentor them. Um, yeah, I think, I, think they need, I think they need guidance now. I think, you know, it's like almost like big brother, big sister type, type of thing. They need someone to guide them in the right direction, show them things, show them uh, like show them stuff in the business world, show them stuff like just a way that they could, where they can open, open their horizon, open their mind. Cause most young people are focused on one thing. And I think they need to be guided. You know, there's different things out there because how we were just talking about the pity part. Cause if something doesn't work out for a young person, then, you know, that was it. They all, all they have is option A and they need different options. They, or they need to know they can do more than one thing. Like if this doesn't work out, it's not the end of the world. You know, there's other ways you can do things. Sure. Think yeah. So your your major was in criminal justice, you guys. I saw your thing. So I have a question, kind of an, an looking at where we are today in our culture. And I'm hearing a lot of things about just kind of some of the cultural issues in the black community. From your experience, your degree, what do you say are the biggest hurdles to reforming criminal justice in America? The biggest hurdle is that uh, I think everybody needs to sit at the table and um, stop being stubborn. I think we got, I think the problem is we got too many people and this is, this is both sides that they're stubborn. They don't want to come to the table. I think nothing's going to change until we all come to the table, sit down and 
figure out what we need to do to change it. Um, the way the system is right now is it's not working. Um, I learned a lot going through the criminal justice course, and I learned like the way the system is now. That's not the way it was designed. So, you know, in effect, if there does need to be changed, especially like, you know, no man should be doing 30 years for stealing a a snicker bar if it's his third strike. There's that's that right there is in, inhumane in my opinion. And then you know we have right. You know, there's like, uh, you know, there's certain cases like for people or with the innocent project trying to get people out of jail. And I'm looking at their case. I'm like, this person just committed. You know, he confessed to doing six. Uh, what was it? It was six rapes. And you guys want to get him out? And I'm like, there has to be a fine line. That's like, you know, and I know some people say, well, he's been in there too long. I'm like. You know, six rapes, you know, you got to kind of like, we can't let everybody out because they've been in there too long. So I think everybody needs to like, you know, be willing to come to the table, be willing to come with an open mind and be willing to like, okay, this is what we're going to compromise. This is not what we're going to compromise. And then, you know, till that happens, there's not, there's not going to be no reform anytime soon. And I think uh, we need to do it. We need to have the, the, we need to make the changes, not people in Washington, not anybody in the White House. It need to come from the people, not no politics. Right. I agree. You know, I think the so I talked to somebody about this before. Like, I think the problem is when we try to have a universal policy for everybody, it doesn't work because there's some individual situations that you have to treat differently yeah. to have true justice. So you have to look at every case on an individual basis with some parameters to kind of give you guidance, but you can't be locked into those hard and fast rules, I think. Yeah, I agree. So if you could think about what your legacy is going to be in the world, what would you want your legacy to be? Oh my God, my legacy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll say um, he served others. I'm talking about that. That's pretty, when I sum everything up, especially being the military, you're, you're serving people, you're serving the United States, you're serving other countries. And, you know, being in church, being part of ministry, I'm serving too. So if that's kind of the, when I look at it, it's like the legacy, the kid, my kids are seeing like, oh, he's serving, he's a servant, you know. You know, if you serve others, I think you're, you'll be all right. You know, I think things will come to you and, when you serve others, you're not doing it for the recognition, not for the recognition here. You already get the recognition once you go home. Sure. To that final resting place, right? Hey, Amen. Anything uh, you want to share I didn't ask you that you want to share with the audience? Oh, you know, I'll just tell the audience, you know, just keep your head up. Um, you're going to come across negativity in your life. And the thing is, always have your mind strong where anytime someone said negative, neg anything negative to you, just be strong in your mind where you know, like, hey, that's, that's not true. You know, I know who I am. I'm going to be the next businessman. I'm going to be the next sports star. I'm going to be the next movie star. Keep always uh, training your mind to be positive. Always have positivity in your head. And if, you know, if I had to say a harsh thing, the harsh thing would be if you got 
friends or family around you who are toxic, you need to cut them. Because when you start looking at your friends and family, that's that's how far you're gonna go in life. You have negative people, you're not you're not gonna go far. You have positive people that are gonna uplift you. Right. Those are the people you you need in your life. You need people that's gonna uplift you, and then at the same time you're gonna uplift them, encourage each other, and motivate each other. You don't need nobody bringing you down. Great. Well, thanks, Tony. Where can people find you on social media? Um, they can find me on Facebook under Antoine Frazier, and then I'm on Instagram under the Frazier brand. Okay. Well, thank you so much for taking the time, and we're so glad and so blessed to have you on here. May God bless the work you're doing and the lives you're impacting. Thank you so much for that. Thank you, and I hope God... Uh, continues to open new doors and have new opportunities for you too, sir. Thank you. And, and again, thank you for your service. We really appreciate you serving your country the way you did. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us this week on From Mess to Miracle. Make sure you visit our website at HHTPS from mess to miracle.buzzsprout.com. You can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts so you never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, I would appreciate a rating on iTunes. If you simply like to tell a friend about the show, you will help us get the message out to bless more people. If you like this show, you might want similar content. You can follow my blog at www.alightbreakthrough.org. Be sure to tune in two weeks from now for our next episode. Just remember, out of our messiness, God makes miracles. <laughs>